Hey, and welcome to the Braveheart Talks podcast, where we will be discussing some meaningful and insightful topics into the life of everyday women. You know, one of the greatest lies we allow ourselves to believe is, it's only me. No one else thinks like this, and no one else struggles with this. But the truth of the matter is, no matter what age, stage or life placement you find yourself in, women are women and we are complex creatures navigating life through a torrent of emotions, hormones and relationships. My prayer is that during these conversations, we help your life get a little better and you get a little better at life. My name is Emma Bryant and who knows, by the end of this podcast, we may be new best friends. Hey, you're listening to Braveheart Talks. And if it is your first time listening, a warm, warm welcome to you. Where have you been? We have been having some really interesting, thought-provoking conversations in our previous episodes. So make sure after you listen to this one that you head back and catch up on it. Today, I am joined by the wonderful Megan, and we are talking on a really interesting topic about what fuels you. So whatever you're doing, whether you're making a cup of tea, driving, or washing the dishes, I am sure you are going to get some nuggets of wisdom. So let's get started. So Megan. Hey. Hi. Okay. I'm good. Thank you. How are you? That color looks good on you, girl. Oh, thanks. I try a bit of an emerald green. Nice. I feel like, you know, as we're going into May, trying yep. to get into the spring colors. I like it. Even though I feel like the weather hasn't really got the agenda no, yet. We're sitting in it. It's currently raining outside. But <laughs> hey, we can brighten it up. It's true. <laughs> and it's England, isn't it? What are we to expect? I know. But I think May is going to be a great month. There's a few let's special go. things happening, isn't there, there in is. May? So, um, but we'll talk about that later we on. We will. Kind of thing. We will. Um, but I'm really looking forward to talking about the conversation today. It's a bit of yes. a different one, you know. Yeah. Um, and I don't think you always get the opportunity to kind of sit back and think about what fuels you. Yeah, I like um, it. And when I was thinking about the subject, I was thinking, who do I see around church that I feel like is like super energetic? <laughs> it's just really like... What are you fueled by? I always think, and I just thought Megan. Megan oh, is that no. person. She's energetic. <laughs> and I'm like, where does she get it from? And definitely being, you know, a mom, a wife, having kids. Like, where do you get that energy from? Cynthia, thank you. That is an ultimate compliment. Because <laughs> honestly, I was actually having a conversation with Nathan, my husband, the other day. And I said to him, Nathan, I want to apologize because the wife you married was very Aww. energetic. And I feel like you've <laughs> lost that wife. No, you know, yeah, three and a half years ago, Cynthia, I'd agree with that. But honestly... I think since having kids, that's definitely the pinpoint. Like (laughs) I had two babies back to back and it's just been like my energy has just plumped. So I love this topic. I love the fact that we're talking about what fuels you because I love this idea of being energetic. Mm -hmm. I think energetic people are great to be around. I think they're exciting. And I think that, you know, we can all desire to live energetic because mm-hmm. it's life-giving and yeah. you know I say to like I said to my husband I was like I am dull and boring when I'm not energetic no. but hey we can't always have it energy <laughs> energy but um no it's true I think you know when we're not feeling energetic the truth is you know you see me on a Sunday but see me on a Monday morning mm. and it's very different and I yeah. think it's good to talk about that mm. because so often we see people and we think yeah they're energetic they've always full of energy and Mm -hmm. life, but we don't see them all the time. So we don't see them on their days where actually they feel quite flat. And for me, I've had days like that recently. I've had days where I'm like, do you know what? I feel flat. I feel like I'm just tired all the time. Mm. I'm lacking motivation. And I've probably had more of them days in the last three years than my whole 29 years of living. So, you know, I'm not promoting being a mum right now. (laughs) It's 
great. I love it. But no, thank you for that. But, you know, God has taught me recently this journey okay. about being energetic and the importance mm. of bringing energy and where fuel comes from. Mm. So I'm excited to talk about it today. Yeah, definitely. And I think something that you touched on there about, you know, having energy and being energetic, I kind of think, you know, there's a real difference in that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and you know, as you said, we don't always see people throughout the week and stuff. So we don't know True. how it looks. It might just be that day that yeah. we see them kind of thing. But do you think it's a personality trait? Do you think it's something that you can put on, something that you can build up to? Like, what do you think yeah. in those two differences? Great question. I, you know, I think actually there's a bit of a misconception on this idea. I mm. think we box people into yeah. either like, you're an extrovert. And if you're mm. an extrovert, you're meant to be loud, you're yeah. energetic, you're that fun person. And then we box people who are introverts to be more quiet and mm. maybe not so energetic mm. but I think that's wrong because actually I've got friends close friends who are, would call themselves an introvert yeah but they're actually they're the most energetic people I know mm. and I think we need to reframe our understanding of what it actually means to be energetic yeah yeah you know I think there's a much deeper understanding than just bouncing around and being full of laughter mm -hmm. and having physical energy actually being energetic means you're motivated in life mm. it means that you're optimistic in most situations it means that you're enthusiastic for the day ahead mm. it means that you have vision for your future and I think these are all prequel of being energetic so yeah. I think just to encourage people out there who think oh I'm an introvert I you know I'm not energetic mm. that's for the extroverts or, yeah. it, or even ages and stages some people place themselves in a box of I'm a certain age you know it's for the young ones to be mm. energetic and I'll leave all that to them where actually I think you can have all them things I said I think you know you can be optimistic enthusiastic motivated in any stage of your life mm. whether you're you know in retirement in your old age or yeah, if you're so young true. you know even if you're you know a first time mum a mum of four kids I think it's possible for anyone of any age any stage mm. to be energetic yeah so I think to answer your question Cynthia I don't think it's certain personalities I don't think mm. it's just extroverts that are energetic and yeah. I think we can all adopt this posture in our lives and whatever age or stage you're at whether you're young whether you're old mm. we can all have this posture of actually I'm energetic yeah. because I have vision I have excitement for my day mm. I'm motivated so yeah I think it's for anyone yeah and I love that you know, as you said that, you know, some people see energy as like, you have to be loud, you have to be yeah. this, but it's not associated with that. It is about having that passion, having that fuel for life kind yeah. of thing at whatever stage you're at, at whatever age you're at, you know, and I love it when I see, you know, like people that are like 96 going back to university yes, and I'm just like, that. yes, you know what I mean? You've still got energy for life. You still want to do something and it doesn't matter. You could be 14, you could be 95. Yeah. It's, you know, whatever fuels you, whatever you're passionate about. Yeah. Yeah, is so that. important um and you know thinking about the kind of analogy about a car and putting fuel in it you know um I've always heard my husband will always say make sure you get diesel whenever I say I'm yeah, gonna get yeah. petrol he's like it's not petrol it's, it's diesel. diesel you know what I mean make sure you put the right fuel <laughs> yeah, in because yeah. it's really important because if I put the wrong thing in yeah the car is gonna get ruined and it's gonna cause issues yeah. and it's not gonna work the way that it no. should um and so I think it's really important in how we fuel ourselves because people True. get fueled by different things Very true. um and you know what's your experience like what do you get fueled by what fuels you yeah I think you know before I learned what fueled me I learned really what drains me from fuel you know like you so start good. doing something and you're like this is gonna fuel me but mm. actually it does the opposite it yeah, drains yeah, you yeah, yeah. and it actually reminds me of this scripture it's found in 1 Corinthians 10 23 and it says I have the right to do anything you mm. say 
but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. Mm. And it's saying there, like, you can do what you want, but not everything's beneficial. Not everything's yeah. constructive. Same when it comes to fueling you. Mm. Like, you can do things that you think are going to fuel you, but actually they're doing the opposite. They're yeah, draining yeah, They're not yeah. beneficial for you. So some examples for me, I think, in the terms of, what I've done that I think fuels me that actually doesn't. First one, and I've developed this since being a mum, like when I put the kids to bed, I've got like a two hour window and that's like my productive time to get everything I need to do in my life in two hours. But instead I'm like, no, I need to refuel myself. Mm. I need to rest. And I put Netflix on, I'm on social media. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that's bad. I think it's Mm. okay to switch off. I think it's okay to press pause and just unwind. But actually if we're going there to be refueled, Mm. I think that's the wrong place to go to be mm, refueled yeah. you know I've done this before like I've longed for a day to have Netflix all day you know when you're like I just want <laughs> yes. a day in bed like Netflix all mm-hmm. day I mean it doesn't happen often but a while ago I had a, an occasional day when my kids were in nursery I wasn't at work and I was like right today I am actually gonna do that I'm gonna and I thought this is gonna refuel me I yeah feel yeah yeah at the end of it. Cynthia I got to 12 in the day and I was like I can't do this any longer I'm going mad like I was getting agitated oh, I was gosh. getting annoyed I was yeah, like I do yeah. not ref- and it, it just didn't do anything for me mm-hmm. and I think you know we do sometimes and I think think about the nature of social media and Netflix we go on there to you know the con- person who makes the content they want you to be consumed by it and mm. they, they they call this thing like escapism so like you escape into another reality yeah. and by escaping to another reality is never going to fix your reality yeah. and fuel your reality so good so i think sometimes it's like knowing to know when to say okay enough is enough you know turn your phone off turn the tv off like i'm a 10 o'clock bedtime kind of girl like wow. i go to what time would you go to bed cynthia <laughs> don't tell me later than 12 Please. I try to get to bed for 11, but <laughs> okay, usually good it takes to like 12. Good. You know, when I speak to young adults, they're like, they tell me some ridiculous times. I'm like, <laughs> get to bed early. <laughs> but no, like 10 o'clock for me, it's like, because if I go over that, I'm just tired and the kids mm. are up anyway in the night and they're up at 5 a.m. So 10 o'clock. But yeah, I think that's one example of something where we think I'm going to feel good after this. Yeah. But you never feel really fueled from it. And another one, Cynthia, if we're being honest and open, I think, Receive an affirmation from others. Okay. Now, I've learned this from personal experience. Like, I have had a time in my life where to be fueled, I needed people to fuel me. But Mm. not in a way where it was friends uplifting me, but in Mm -hmm. a way where it's like I needed affirmation to Mm -hmm. kind of keep me fueled. Yeah. And I think if you find yourself and you're listening now and you're like, yeah, that's my number one source Mm. of fuel, you're going to get yourself in trouble because it's Mm. never the right place to be fueled. We started ministry, you know, seven years ago doing young adults. And I honestly, at the start, I would say I was so motivated when my leaders were like affirming me and yeah, praising yeah, me yeah. and saying, you're doing great. I was like, yeah, I love this. But then you'd have a season of quietness and you're not getting affirmed. And you're mm. like, actually, you know, can't really bother to do this. Mm. Like, but you, f- you feel flat in it. Yeah. And I think that's a warning sign. It's like, actually that's your fuel they're mm. being your fuel and that's not wise it, mm. it's not helpful and for some people listening they might find a different example like in work when their boss like praises them yeah. they're like all on fire for work they mm-hmm. love work because they're in good terms with their boss but as soon as their boss is not interested or not you know surrounding them with you know compliments or they're doing great they're just slack off and they're yeah, not doing yeah. as much so mm. I think you know that's a big one last one as well and I think you hear this a lot in the world Mm. where they say, you know, like to fuel yourself, it's all about looking within, Mm -hmm. you know, like this whole like self-healing, like look within, find your inner strength. You are the source of your strength. Like you can do and have it all. And 
And as much as sometimes that sounds nice, when we mm-hmm. think about what it actually is meaning and requiring from us, like that's exhausting. Yeah. Like if I had to fuel myself, like I'd be exhausted. Like <laughs> I would not be fueled. Like I'd be running on low. Like it's just for me, I'm like, I am so thankful that mm. I'm a Christ follower because yeah, yeah, yeah. it gives us such an alternative way to this. Mm. It's like that scripture in Jeremiah 29, 11, everyone knows it. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Yeah. It's Christ who fuels us. Mm. It's He is our source of strength. He is where our help comes from. And in our weakness, he is strong. Like that is so comforting because mm. we don't have to strive. Yeah. We don't have to try and have it all together ourselves. Mm. He is our strength and we can be weak in that. So yeah. I find fuel through that. Yeah. I love the examples you gave so good. And I love mm. the idea of like escapism mm. because I think I've definitely seen things in my life that I think fuel me and give me energy, but yeah. actually it's just escapism. And it's as true. you said, you can't escape your reality. You yeah. can't, you know, that's not going to fuel you. You're not going to go back to whatever you need no. to face and feel energized and ready and strengthened mm-hmm. for it. You're not at all. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's so important to recognize actually that's the wrong fuel. That's mm-hmm. not going to last long term. No. That's not going to see me through my studies or through this thing that I'm going through my marriage or through my, um, you know, my work issues or whatever. That's not going to fuel me. That's not going to yeah. keep me going kind of thing. And I think it's so important to recognize that and do some like reflection and be like, right, what actually fuels me? You know what I mean? And when I think so about good. it myself, um, you know, I think being creative fuels mm. me. Yeah. And I love it when, whether I'm creative at work, when I have something to do, I feel really like, yes, like I feel like I'm, you know, really passionate about it. And I'm thinking about different ideas yeah. and you really see the difference when you're fueled and when you're not kind yeah. of thing. So um, true. And even when I'm creative, like in church, I absolutely love that as well. Yeah. Um, and similar to what you said as well, like, you know, Christ is my fuel. I know when I spend time with God, reading my Bible, listening yeah. to worship music, I am a totally different person throughout that whole day in comparison to when I I don't, or when I'm like spending too much time on mm-hmm. social media, yeah. you know, that really drains me. And, and then it affects my attitude and it affects my outlook and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, I so relate to a lot of the things that you've said there about what fuels you. Um, and you know, you talked about Christ being your fuel and giving you strength. So would you say that your faith is kind of like your number one fuel? Yeah, 100%. Like faith it's the the best fuel you can mm. possibly possibly be living from you know faith it says in hebrews 11 1 it says now faith is the assurance of things hopeful the convictions of things not seen living in faith allows you to hope for the future i think yeah. faith and hope come hand in hand if you've got faith you have hope faith fuels you it excites you Faith is believing that there's greater days ahead. Yeah, it says like in that. there that conviction of things not seen. So even if you're going for a season right now that is hard, it's barren, it's not where you want to be. When you have faith, you have mm. the fuel for the future because yeah. you're like, I know it's going to come to pass because mm. actually we're going to, I've got conviction of the things I don't see right now. They will come to pass okay. through that faith. Um, so I think, yeah, it excites you. Like having faith, you can hope again. I think you can dream again. You can have faith for your future, yeah. no matter what you're going through now. Um, and it allows you to live life energetic. You know, mm. like you're living like, what's God going to do next? Yeah. Like that's exciting. <clears throat> like faith is like believing God is going to do immeasurably more than you can hope, dream and imagine. Yeah. So living from a place of faith mm. is like constantly living from a place of like, what are you going to do next, God? Mm. That is exciting. That is fuel. That is just, you know, imagining what he can do. And I'm reminded of a story actually in the Bible. And it's about when Jesus, he approached that woman at the well. Mm. And I think, you know, the circumstances, the woman, I can imagine she's feeling tired, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't think I could do what they'd done back then, like mm-hmm. carrying 
wells, <laughs> not the carry in the well, the carry in the, the water, pots with yeah. the water in. Oh gosh, no. You know, she traveled far to collect this. Mm. She was in the, the hot, hottest part of the day. She was on her own. Yeah. You know, we know from this woman, she had multiple marriages and husbands. Like I can imagine her fuel tank was running low. Mm. And I love what, when she encounters Jesus at, at this well, what their conversation goes like, because he says this in John 4, 13. Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. Mm. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them springs of water welling up to eternal life. Wow. I love that so metaphor. Good. I love it. I love how Jesus, it, you, you can have so many different angles from this mm. verse, but from this angle of being fueled, you think of like, well, you know, when you're like thirsty and you grab that water and you yes. drink it and you're hydrated and you're like, <laughs> right, I'm ready to go. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready to go. And that's like Jesus in our lives. It's like when he fuels us, we're ready to go. We're ready to go. And what mm. I love even more, it's like, it's not just fuel for the day. It's fuel for like tomorrow it's fuel for eternity he says you will never thirst again yeah so I just love that analogy so faith fuels you 100% yeah. amazing and I love that bit in the scripture where it says like eternal water I think it mm, says something along yeah. those lines eternal and life, it just yeah. reminds you that like you know Christ God like the fuel never runs out yeah you know what I mean like mm-hmm. it's not gonna run empty but yeah. as we talked about before maybe with someone at work whether it's your manager or whether it's your spouse sometimes that fueling from them can run out and it's totally yeah understandable because they're human yeah but you know God like it will never run out you know what no. I mean you can never go to him and it'll be like actually I need to rest like no God is yeah. there to kind of carry us and help us mm-hmm. and it's so good to know that you know you can turn to something that will never run out yeah. you know what I mean it'll Amazing. never let you down kind of thing um and I love that you know God and Christ can be that fuel for us and, you know, we can rely on him kind of thing. Um, And so, you know, as you mentioned before, there might be people listening who, you know, they go to church, um, they serve, you know, and, you know, they feel that they are fueled um, by God and and by coming to church and stuff, but sometimes they experience kind of burnout and stuff like that. So what kind of advice and tips would you give to them that are feeling that way listening right now? Yeah. And I'm so glad you you said that, Cynthia, because it is the truth. You know, we can be frustrated thinking, oh, I'm a Christ follower, I'm a Christian, Mm. I've got faith, but I don't feel fueled. I feel flat. I Mm. feel burnt out. I feel like I'm running on low. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so good that we speak into this. And actually, and I've experienced this for myself, like, there's been times in my my walk with God where I felt like that. I felt close to burnout. I felt like actually my tank is running on empty right yeah. now. And I think for me on reflection, because actually when I look at the season when I was burnt out the most, it was probably in a season when I was carrying less than I am now. Mm, wow. And I questioned myself like, how is it that mm. I can carry more now and not experience burnout, mm-hmm. but I carried less then? And I got burnt out. And I think it's this. I think the truth about burnout, when you experience it, Mm. it's not a result of church. I think so often we blame the church, don't we? A lot of people are quick to say, I'm burnt out because of the church. Mm. When actually, I think it's just because we don't like to, you know, point the fact that we don't want to hurt our own pride. So we like to blame something else. We blame the church. But actually the result of burnout is lack of wisdom. Mm. Lack of wisdom because... Like I said before, I'm carrying more now. Like I'm a mum now. Mm. And that takes a lot of my time yeah. up. I'm a wife. I, you know, in my weekdays, I'm a second school teacher. Mm. I do ministry. So I am doing a lot right now. But what I've got now that I didn't have then is probably wisdom. Okay. You know, over the yeah. years, I've grown in wisdom. Like when you have a relationship with God, wisdom grows. The more yeah. you're in the Bible, it's wisdom good. grows. Yeah. And I think wisdom is the ability to make wise decisions. Yeah. 
And I think that's what it is. When you don't make wise decisions, mm-hmm. you, you're lacking fuel. Yeah. You burn out. Mm-hmm. When you start making them wise decisions, then I think you can keep going. Mm-hmm. You know how it is to refuel you. Yeah. So yeah, for me, I think that's it. I think it's through wisdom, you make the wise choices that avoids this burnout on lack of energy. Yeah, that's really good advice. So good that, you know, um, knowing the right kind of choice to make. And even me thinking back at times when, you know, I had a season in my life where I was doing so much Mm -hmm. and I look back and think, how was I like able to do that? And now, as you said, I've got less and I don't feel as energized. And I think it is that I made wiser decisions Mm. then than I was making at at this yeah, moment. Yeah. Um, and I recognized that I was a yes person. I was saying yes to yeah. this, yes to that, yes to everything. Mm. But I didn't have the wisdom to go, actually, I'm going to say no to that. That's not going to fuel me or that's not going to help me yeah. because, you know, I'm passionate about this and I want to do this and I don't want to kind of get burnout. out. Um, so it is so important to recognize and to have that wisdom to know what to say no to, yeah. to know what energizes you and yeah. doing more of that as much as you can kind of thing. I think mm-hmm. it's so important. Yeah. Um, and so that's such good advice for anyone listening. I think, yeah. you know, that's definitely a takeaway to take. Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, spending time with God gives you wisdom. So make those wise yeah. decisions daily so that you're energized, so that you're fueled for those things that God has got planned for you as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so important. Yeah. Um, and you kind of talked about kind of decisions you've made mm-hmm. in terms of like what things help f- fuel you. Yeah. So can you tell us a bit more about those decisions? Yeah. I mean, there's lots of decisions you can make, but I'll, I'll give you two of my main ones mm. that I think are important. And first thing, I decided to prioritize my life. Okay. I kind of like identified what season I'm in right now. And then I thought like, write down everything that you've got going on in your your world, basically. Mm. And then prioritize what stays and what goes. That's good. So for me, I was like, okay, my husband, he's got to stay. <laughs> Nathan, <laughs> I got to keep you, babe. So you're staying with me. My kids, I was like, yeah, they've got to stay. I can't yeah. just abandon that. Unfortunately, I've got a, you know, I've got this Good lifelong decision. commitment decision. now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, other things, I've got my job. I need my job. Yeah. Can't just give up my job. Yeah. I yeah. need financial income. Yeah. Other things for me was like the church, my responsibilities at the church. Mm. For me, they stayed. The gym keeps me healthy. They stayed. And it's funny, actually, because that was like my stay list. Like okay. the, the, these things right now in this season are yeah, staying. Yeah, yeah. And so often though, I find people are so quick to say, well, out of that list, Megan, you're busy. Like church responsibilities, they can go surely. Mm. Like surely you don't need to carry on doing them. Mm. I think that's the first thing people go to to say, like, you know, like you're doing too much in the church. Mm. When actually, you know, I think they get it so wrong. And the reason why I stay in the church, so many reasons, but this is one of them. And it's found in Matthew 11, 28, 30. And it's Jesus talking about this idea of real rest. And he goes, he says, are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Mm. I won't lay anything heavy on, ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and I'll learn, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I love that. Like the promises in there is about rest and living freely and lightly. Mm -hmm. So why would we go away from the very thing that is going to allow us to have rest Mm -hmm. and allow us to live freely and lightly? And it's hidden within there because people, it says there, 
walk with me and work with me. People like to walk with Jesus, but they don't like to work with him. And I think they come hand in hand. Like when you walk with him, you should work with him. Mm. And I encourage anyone listening, like whatever church you go to, Mm -hmm. like you might think, well, I don't know if they encourage you. Find a way to serve. Like find a way to be a part of it because that is when you can work with Jesus. And Mm. it's, I think only when you're in it, can you really understand like Mm -hmm. people from the outside think we're doing more. But actually in the more it's when we find rest because we're wow. working with Jesus. Like yes, he finds you good. rest. Like that scripture for me, it just keeps me going when I feel tired. It yeah. keeps me going. It keeps me going. No, this is why I do what I do. Because mm. actually, you know, I'm learning to walk with him. I'm learning how he does it. Another thing in that though, when it comes to serving in the church is this, I do think you can experience burnout, but when you do it wrong, he says that learn my unforced rhythms of grace. Mm. There is grace over what you do when you serve in the church. Mm. However, only when you're, in your lane. Yeah. I think there's certain lanes God puts you in. You cannot do everything within the church. So if you're someone who tries to be in every single team and do every single thing, Mm -hmm. you might experience burnout because that might not be what God intended you to be. And when you're in your lane, you know it because you have that. You have Mm. that unforced rhythms of grace. It's like, actually, there's an ease on this. Like, this shouldn't be easy, but there's an ease. Like, Mm. uh, you know, not not saying that nothing's going to be hard, but I'm saying you feel his grace. Mm. And it's when you try and do too much, that's when you've got to question, actually, I'm not going to stop observing but maybe I need to narrow it down to what is God actually calling me to do what's yeah. my actual gift set that yeah. other people might not be able to do that I can specifically do so I think that has helped me in that and to finish this point in terms of prioritizing my life obviously mm. some things had to stay that means some things had to go in this yeah. season like for me the one thing mainly that had to go and I love doing this and I, I can't wait to do it again but this season it's a no-no is hosting yeah. like I love having people around my house mm-hmm. I love cooking but honestly Cynthia I've got kids who are up all hours of the night and 5am <laughs> is their wake up time oh, wow. so for me I was like you know what I tried to do it I tried mm-hmm. to host when I had all this going mm-hmm. on it was causing me to like be stressed. Yeah, it was causing yeah. me to like be flat and unmotivated. I was mm-hmm. tired. I wasn't fueled from it. I'd actually be drained from it at the end. So I was like, you know what, for this season, this is going to be paused. Yeah. And I can't wait to pick it up again, but not in this season mm. right now. Like late evenings, like I'll do it every now and then, yeah. but that's it. Like even weekday evenings, like I allow myself one evening to come out. So mm. I've chosen tonight, Cynthia. This is my <laughs> one night out. This is my night out of the week. Yes. But every other night, like I do not do anything. Okay. And if someone wants to see me, I'm like, no, like that's one evening a week. Because for mm-hmm. me again, evenings, I've got two hours to myself yeah. my whole day. That's yeah. when I'm resting. That's when I'm refueling. And that's when I'm having some me time. So mm. yeah, it's prioritizing things and it changes. Yeah. So whatever life stage girls are in, evaluate what needs to what needs to stay, what needs mm-hmm. to go for this season. Yeah. And then keep reevaluating that. Second thing, Cynthia, for me, I decided it was to create vision in all areas of my life. Ooh. I think we hear of like vision and we just think of like, if you're in a church, like you think of the church and your mm. church vision, but we need vision for our own lives yeah. and not just one overall arching vision, mm-hmm. vision in every single area. Yeah. Like, like I said there, our lives are categorized and we can put vision into every sort of thing that we're in, every mm-hmm. sphere that we're in and responsibility that we have. Proverbs 20, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And and it tells you that like, I think vision is so important. You know, when you meet people and you can tell they have vision on their lives because they live intentionally, they have this like intentional purpose-driven life. Mm. They're the people who are fueled. They're the people who are energized because they're living intentionally. Like every day they're like, there's an intention for today. Mm -hmm. There's a purpose for today. I feel it in today. And actually I think we can bring that into all our everyday lives. Like Mm. sometimes I wake up and I'm going, my tasks today are so mundane but actually when I've got vision behind them 
it excites me. Mm. So even like right now I'm in the season where I'm trying to like have vision over my house and having my house in order. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't always, it isn't always right, but that motivates me. So it motivates me to do the laundry because I'm like, (laughs) I'm having my house in order. This house, these clothes are going to get back in them drawers. They're not going to sit there. Do you know what I mean? Like my vision, it excites me. Like going to do a food shop, I'm excited for it because I'm like, no, this food's I'm buying. I've got vision to cook healthy meals this week. So I'm excited for it. Like everything that I do, I put vision, you know, behind Mm. it. And I'm like, this is, all for a bigger purpose even if it's yeah. the most mundane tasks mm. it has vision you know behind it, it helps yeah. fuel you like uh, one for us as a family right now it's a big one that's helping me is vision over our finances mm-hmm. like we've had always a budget in our past but doesn't we have vision yeah, yeah, yeah i think having vision for it is like where do you want to see yourself financially what goals do you want to have mm, in that so good and Right now, you know, we are feeling the pinch as a family. We've got two young kids paying for childcare. It's hard. Times are tough. Mm -hmm. Like we haven't got all the money we want. So instead, if I didn't have vision, I think if I'm honest, Cynthia, I'd be like low. I'd be depressed. Mm. I'd be like feeling flat in this area because I'd just be so fed up. But actually, every time I can't go out to that meal, every time I can't go and buy that dress or go on that holiday, I think, no, I'm excited because me saying no is contributing to my vision and I'll see my so vision good. come to pass because yeah. I've said no to things. So I just think for me that's so, you know, it's so important. So guys, girls, create vision for your life because mm. it will excite you even in the mundane things. Yeah. Wow, Meg, so much wisdom in what you've just said there. Like so many things that you can take from there. And I love that you have your kind of um, stay list and go list kind of mm. thing and having, um, you know, prioritizing things in terms of like, you know, you have that one night a week yeah. that you kind of go out and all the rest that you you kind of stay at home and having a vision I think that really helps fuel you because you Mm -hmm. will have those moments as you said you're looking at the laundry and you're thinking why am I doing this why am I doing this again (laughs) but if you have that at the back of your mind thinking actually there's a purpose in this yeah there's a purpose in what I'm doing and everything that I'm doing and it's working towards something then that really does help fuel you and help you kind of thing and you know I think it is so important that you know we talk about being um, energized and having energy. And I think also recognizing, as you've said, that in different seasons, you're going to need to choose different things. Like in that scripture where it says rhythms Mm -hmm. and there's different rhythms in in different seasons in your life kind of thing. And I think recognizing that actually, you know what, just for a moment, it's not forever, but my vision is that I need to save some money. So I'm going to have to say no for a while, but it's only for a bit kind of thing. It's only for a season. Um, So I think that's so important. And I know I've had times in my life where I've had to do that. And it is hard because you think like, oh my gosh, I'm sacrificing so much, but it's actually for a better kind of future or plan kind of thing and you know it's so important to do that um and yeah I think there's just some great wisdom in there some great nuggets you can definitely (laughs) take away I feel like I need to go back actually and think what areas in my life have I not got vision for because as you said you know sometimes you don't have vision for certain Mm -hmm. parts of our life and I think it it is really important because it helps yeah it fuels you 100 for sure yeah um thinking about it you know I've got some um mum friends you know and Mm -hmm you know as you were talking about it it's kind of hard to find time for yourself definitely if you're a mom um you've got kids you've got different plans you've got different things Mm -hmm. um and I know that you stated that you have that kind of two hours but how do you not kind of fill that with other things that you're meant to do how do you find time for yourself yeah I think you now that in the head there like time for yourself I think to fuel yourself you have to have time for yourself Mm -hmm. and you mentioned motherhood there and I'm glad you mentioned that because actually I do think 
you have a restriction on you, especially when your kids mm, are young. Yeah. But I don't think it's impossible to invest into yourself. Yeah. I think it's actually like a lot of mums will find they reach burnout or they mm. reach like exhaustion because all they do is invest into their kids. It's kids, 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 kids. Yeah. And actually like when you fuel yourself, you are the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And even if it takes like, I think for the, for the mums who have got husbands, use them. Like say to them, hey, <laughs> one night a week, you are yes. at home. Like you are, you're, evenings, you're staying, I'm mm-hmm. going to go and do my thing. Or like on a Saturday, like I'm going to have two hours, you're going to take the kids to the park and I'm going to yep. do my own thing to refuel mm, me. Because it's, it's just the best thing to do. Mm. And we've kind of mentioned loads of different ways to refuel you, but it's so important Cynthia, that we acknowledge everyone is also refueled differently. Yeah. So for some people, being around other people, it drains them. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Me, I'm an extra. People fuel me. I love being around mm. people. Like they really energize me. Yeah. But like, so find out firstly what does fuel mm. you. Don't do what doesn't fuel you, yeah. what your friends think fuels you, you know. Um, like f- for example, for me, you know, I, I talked about prioritizing my life and vision, but also I do practical things mm. that help fuel me. So yeah. one night a week, okay, this is my other night. I'm allowed out. Okay. Right, Cynthia, so <laughs> Monday night, Monday nights. This is not Monday, it's okay. I do the gym. Okay. It's like, that's my gym night. As soon as mm. Nathan gets home from work, I'm like, see you later. You can do the dinner, do the cleaning, do yeah. everything. I'm going to come home to a clean house, kids in beds and dinner on the table. <laughs> Dream. <laughs> there we go. I hope Nathan's listening right now. No, he's good. He's good. Um, but yeah, I do my gym night. And I love that because first of all, doing exercise, it does help fuel you. So mm. even if you're feeling tired, yeah. it does energize you. Like mm. it gives that bounce in the step. Because sometimes physically my body feels tired, but yeah. exercise is so good for helping that. So I love that. It does fuel me. I do it as well with my friends. I do mm-hmm. it with people who are uplifting. So the yeah, conversations so we have, they're life-giving. Yeah. So I'm not going around people that I'm like, oh, I feel a bit drained now. Like mm-hmm. that was hard. Yeah. It's actually, I'm doing it with friends who mm. bring life to me. And actually I always leave like uplifted and excited because of the conversations yeah, we've had. Yeah, yeah. And then lastly to top off Cynthia we do we do on a Monday do jacuzzi and um, sauna so that kind of you know I mean no woman says that doesn't refuel them like come on I feel refueled after a bit of steam and bubbles yeah that's like my thing but for those listening you might be thinking well I don't have that access Mm. I can't do that like find it at home yeah like for me Cynthia candles a bubble bath Mm -hmm. like good music a good dinner like we can all find a bit of space and time to do that I think that helps like anything like that bit of you time invest in yourself yeah so important and I think prioritizing that is so important as well I think as you said you know you say Monday soon as Nathan's home you're out you're going to the gym because you know that's a priority but you could stay at home and there could be a million and one things that you could do but you know that doing this will fool you and help you for the rest of the week or the rest of the day kind of thing Um, and I think as you said if you feel like you don't have the time even if it's 30 minutes of doing something that fuels you I know when I spend 30 minutes just doing worship or just reading Mm -hmm. the word I am fueled for the whole day just that small amount of time that I spend yeah and so I think it is really important to prioritize that and know how much that impacts you and and impacts your day and stuff like that so I think that's such good advice like even if you can't take a whole afternoon or a whole evening take half an hour because that will really change your day or change your week. And it's so important to be fueled um, because, you know, there's a lot God's got planned for you. There's a lot he wants you to do. So, you know, we've got to stay energized and Mm -hmm. um, got to stay fueled. And I think, you know, we've been talking about a variety of different things that fuel us. um, And, you know, we've got something massive coming up in May. I don't know if we've mentioned it. I think it's only like two and a half weeks away, Cynthia. (laughs) 
not far. It's not far at all. But um, I think something like a conference is really a great space to be fueled. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. have you experienced that? Like, what do you yeah, think about? Definitely. I think, you know, we have something exciting. Like you said, Braveheart Conference is two, two and a half weeks away. Yeah. We're going to the ACC arena. It's going to be a Friday night, Saturday day. And I can't wait, Cynthia, because my experience of conferences, and I think this will be different, right? Because I've only ever been to conferences that are hosted by other churches and yeah. other, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never actually been a part of the church that is hosting it. So mm-hmm. I'm excited from both of them point of view, but <laughs> conferences, like, you know, when you go on a Sunday morning and you feel fueled from that an hour and 15 yes, you get and you're like, yeah. I can do this week. Yeah. Like that an hour and 15 is enough to fuel your week for mm-hmm. sure. So imagine like that times six. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. And yeah. it's not just like, the word you're going to get. It's everything around it. It's mm. the fact that this conference, this weekend, it's like, for me, I'm like, I I don't have to be a mum this weekend. Yeah. I don't have to be a wife <laughs> this weekend. I don't have to do any jobs this weekend. Yeah. I'm literally all in for me and God. Mm. And so you turn up with that mindset of like, God speaks to me. And everything in between, like even like the girls you meet, the women you get to hang around with, the conf- I like, my favorite thing is the conversations, you yes. know, like between the services, yeah. like between them breaks, when you have that coffee break and you're like, you meet a girl and you're like, what did you get from that? And then mm. you start just having this conversation, like them conversations are so fueling, like the worship time you have, because you yeah. have probably like extended worship yeah, normally yeah. at conference and it just gives you that space mm. to be able to be like, God, you need to refuel me right now. Yeah. Um, so I've never not been to a conference and like just felt, I mean, you do actually feel exhausted afterwards. <laughs> but after that, you're like, the inner strength that you get from it, like what you learn from it, when you actually like realize what has just happened this yeah. weekend, it, it's the best investment into you. What about yeah. you? What, what do you find with conferences? How do they help fuel you? Yeah, I think um, it's great because you you have the opportunity to have God moments. Yeah. And I feel like whenever I think back to conferences that I've been to, I remember those God moments, like when maybe I've gone to the altar and prayed about something and really felt God speak to me. And mm-hmm. I've never forgotten about those moments. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or if I've taken like a message home and like that, and just listened to it again and again, because I've really felt that God was talking to me mm-hmm. in that season and that time. And so I really feel like you know, you prioritize and open and give the opportunity to have God moments yeah. that change your life. You yeah. know what I mean? That change your perspective, that change um, whatever you're going through. You know what I mean? It might not change um, the situation you're in, but it mm-hmm. will change you and yeah. you'll be able to deal with it so much more, so much better. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, you know, conferences really fuel me you know, mm-hmm. for my walk yeah. with God. And I think I mean? it's doing it together in unity. Like yeah. when you're st- like every day you're on, you, you know, you do do life on your own. Yes, you have friends and family that come into the play, but you, you can sometimes feel quite isolated and yeah. that can kind of feel flat. But mm-hmm. when you come into it and you're all in it together, you're in that atmosphere of like hundreds of women, you're like, that itself, like when I look around arenas and I'm like, that just fuels me. N- nothing's even happened and I'm fueled because I'm like, yeah. God, these are all here for you. Yeah. Like for you. Mm-hmm. They're all here for you. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that so encourages me. And I think we can together, unified, like encourage and fuel yeah. each other because you know, I'm not doing this alone. Yeah. I'm not in life on my own. You know, I'm with an army of women. Mm. And so conference is just, it's great for that. So yeah. I'm excited to be fueled. I'm excited to come away with energy. Yeah. Like bring it on. Yeah. It's going to be so good. And I think, you know, sometimes some people might think, oh, I just, I don't have time for it. I can't, I actually think like it's, it's worth prioritizing. It's worth, you know, you might have to move a few things and do it, but you will come back so much more better, ready to take 
on the world, yeah, literally. For sure. Um, and I think it is so important to prioritize it. You can't not prioritize yeah. it. You know what I mean? It's so yeah. important. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm super looking forward to worship. I think that's gonna yes. be amazing. It's yeah. gonna be so, so, so that good. That fuels you 100 percent 100 Um, and so girls, if you have not got your ticket, make sure you head over to braveheartconference.co.uk. Get your tickets, get your world, get your girlfriends. I'm telling you, it's gonna be the best weekend um megan thank you so much we've had such thank a good you, conversation enjoys it i know i can't wait to go back and listen to it again <laughs> and properly because there's so many nuggets of wisdom there um that you know that you can take from it and really just help you kind of fuel you be energized yeah. i'm energized after this conversation <laughs> you know what i mean being around you cynthia energizes me you girl you've got it you've got it <laughs> thank you so much so you know if you have been blessed by this episode make sure you share it with someone in your world like share it with them bless them um, and make sure you come back here in two weeks time for the next episode.